Hey everybody, it is Charney Unicorn here, back with another episode of Sex and Swinging with Charney Unicorn. This is an exciting interview with Layla London, who is the hostess of the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I was interviewed on her podcast first, and I put a link in the description so that you can check that out. And then I got about 40 minutes with her to ask her about her journey after she had a bit of a, you know, a slump in not having sex for a few years. She kind of just came back and created a bucket fuck it list and started knocking shit off and and at the end of that experiment she basically had this like life-changing thing so we wanted to go into depth of all of that and uh she has some interesting stories she's currently in a thruple even though it's the first person she's ever touched we have a a funny comical moment you're gonna you're gonna appreciate so without further ado here is Layla London from the Curious Girl Diaries podcast Hey everybody, it is Trina Unicorn here and I am thrilled to have as my guest for a podcast episode, Layla London from the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Hello. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, this is exciting to have you on the other side, right? You're in the interview hot seat now. I know you were in the hot seat and now it's my turn. Swapping <laughs> is something I'm familiar with. Saw as a swinger. <laughs> Swapping. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what I want to introduce about uh, about you first is that you have kind of a similar parallel life to me. Now, I am not as familiar with your content. You're not as familiar with mine. We're busy ladies. But yeah, we have some overlap. I have had a dry spell of sex. You have had a dry spell of sex. You had a, a, a comeback from that. You're not into the sex clubs and that kind of lifestyle. So you went to a different pathway. And so I want to hear what your pathway was like. And, and then I definitely have a specific topic I want to talk about which is some some sex that you had where the man put chocolate in your mouth. And I want to talk about that. So you also had a bit of a time where you had a bit of a dry spell. And then you came back from that, but you came back in a different way than my journey and my story laid out. So I'm so curious to hear your story. And it also involves you kind of oversharing your life with people on the internet. And I have that in common as well. Yeah. Let's hear your story. And I want you to feel, feel you have the floor. I want to hear your story in detail. Yeah. So I just, I guess maybe probably a a lot of people have this story where I, you know, I kind of woke up one day and I was like, whoa, you know, I haven't had sex in three and a half years. What the fuck is going on? What am I doing? And it wasn't intentional per se. It was just that I am a type A, I'm very, you know, business oriented. And I was so about my business. It was just like, focus, focus, focus. I was doing extremely well and I just really kind of loved what I was doing. That was like my porn. That was my addiction. That was my sex. So anything that got in the way of that was like, uh, uh-uh. so that means anybody that wanted to ask me out or spend time with me, it was like, mm, I'm too busy, you know, like, no, I don't have time for that. And I really just kind of blocked it out. It's really strange. I mean, like, I just didn't really care to have any kind of physical relationships with anyone. And then one day I was just like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, stop wasting the pretty get out there and, (laughs) and, you know, and, and, and use it or lose it, you know, like really. And so I just, I just decided, okay, I kind of put my business hat on. Like, I'm like, you got a problem. How are you going to fix it? And the the solution was that I was going to attack it. Like, you know, any kind of problem where I was like, 
this is my action plan. This is what I'm going to do. I made a sex bucket list and I said, I'm going to give myself a year to devote my full focus, like my business focus to my sex life and see, I'm going to see what happens. I'm just open to it. And then after a year, I'll shut it down and go back to normal was my thought. And so, you know, I made my sex bucket list, started knocking things off very quickly. I was just like, what do I got to do? I got to find a guy, you know? And so I went on some dating apps and boom, boom, boom. And within 10 days I had broken my dry spell. And from there, I just kept going and with it. And what I also wanted to do was document it. I wanted to, I was really interested in who I was becoming and what this was leading me to like, okay, so if I'm going to focus on my sex life and prioritize it, who will I be at the end of this? Might be this deviant, you know, this like weirdo, like what's going to happen. And that was kind of my biggest concern really was like, what's, who am I becoming? How did this whole go essentially, right? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so as I bumped along and I started doing it, I, you know, I, at first was actually what I was doing is I had a website and I was blogging about the sexual encounters, but then I was just talking about sex, you know, and on a podcast. And then I realized I hate writing and I don't like it and I don't feel I'm good at it, but I have the gift of gab. So I was like, well, let's just full, go full tilt with the podcast. So I did the podcast and after a year, people were like, no, you can't shut it down. You can't stop. And I was like, well, all right. You know, I'm like, I can do another year. And just like another year turned into another year. And now I'm on my seventh year. Okay. So it was, uh, you know, you're hitting snooze on something that you don't plan to turn off also, I think, right. It seems to be, I've taken hold a little bit. Yeah. And what is it that's taken hold? Because knocking something off your bucket list can get boring if that bucket list gets empty. So what is keeping you here for seven years? Yeah. So I just keep, the thing is, is that I say now I understand like sex begets sex, focusing on sex, get, you know, really put prioritizing it, putting effort and energy into it. It builds on itself because, you know, nobody ever said, gee, I really wish I didn't have that orgasm. I mean, like it's all good and you want to keep going with it. And one, you know, there's no shortage of things to try and experiment with and also to learn about. That's what I've really found. Cause I thought, okay, yeah, I'm going to knock this stuff off and that'll be that. But every time you open a door, there's 10 more right behind it. So, you know, people say they're bored with their sex life. I'm like, you're just not trying because trust me, I've been at this seven years and I haven't even scratched the surface. There's still stuff I haven't done that I want to do. My list is long, you know, and every time you are open and you just put yourself in these situations or scenarios, sometimes it's not always that thing on my list that I thought that was, that was going to be super hot. I want to try that. Sometimes that wasn't, but just because I was there and I was open to it, I got to experience something else that really blew me away and that I otherwise didn't know was so fucking hot. And then now I love, you know, so it's just, it's just really being open to it and putting yourself out there and things start to flow. Can you give me an example of something that you didn't know you were into that you discovered within the last few years? Yeah. So, uh, I went to a sex party and I really thought that I was just going to be into, 
uh, watching other people. You know, I, I, I just was like, this will be fun, hot, sexy. Maybe we'll, this was my first attempt to try to put a threesome together. You know, it was like, okay, I was going with a partner. Let's see. Maybe we find, you know, that unicorn, right. Maybe we find her. And, uh, and it never, you know, I, it didn't materialize that way, but when I was there, uh, you know, at first I, it was a huge learning curve for me just to be there. And I thought, you know, I had this idea in my head. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be like eyes wide shut. You know, there's going to be this house on the Hill and because it was like a masked theme, right? So I'm just thinking like beautiful people everywhere. And, you know, and, and it's just going to be, I had this idea in my head, movie star idea in my head. And then when we get there, we're in the suburbs. We're at someone's house. It's a full on like takeover of their home. They've got their bunk beds covered in plastic. You know, like every room in the house is no shit. Every room in the house, like next oh, to no. like family photos, there's people fucking, you know, and it's like, orgy rooms, this room, that room. And, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, I wasn't really like, I was a little put, I was, I was a little put off by it. I'm like, whoa. And then, but then what happened was we went into the room. It was kind of like the couple's room where people were having sex just with each other, with their partners. And I thought, okay, this I could get into. Like, I thought I'm going to, you know, what we were watching. And then I got turned on and I wanted to touch him. And I wanted to, I wanted people watching me the way I was watching other people. And that's when I learned that I love like being watched really turns me on. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And I never, that wasn't even on my radar. I had no idea that that would be so hot. And when I started, you know, I didn't want to have sex with him. I wasn't ready for people to see me having sex, except they got to see me give uh, you know, the guy I was with at the time, a blowjob. And it was, I could hear people behind me, you know, like and talking and saying things. And I could hear how turned on they were by it and how much, you know, like this, just, you can feel the energy, that sexual energy. And it was so hot. And I was just like, okay, I'm on to something. <laughs> something so yeah. And he, of course, you know, the guy I was with loved it. You know, he loved everybody looking and watching. And I just, yeah, it was really sexy. Wow. So what have you built on that though? Like, have you done any online things? Have you posted pictures of yourself? Like anything like that? Okay. So that's the funny thing. Oddly enough. No, like I've stayed anonymous this whole time. I don't show every once in a while. I'll show a picture of myself. Like if it's something that, you know, for a sponsor, you know, but you never see my face and, you know, or you, maybe you see this much kind of like you're seeing now. And, um, the only place I do show pictures of myself, but I still don't show my face is on my private podcast. You know, I make, I'll do every episode. I do a picture of myself as the cover art for the episode. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Like that is finally me toe dipping into, okay, here I am. You know, you can, you can see my body. I, I always cover the nips with something, you know, like it's not, it's not full on nude, but it's almost nude, you know? Um, and to me, that's just my comfort level. Isn't it funny? I mean, like I talk about sex, I can talk about anything. I don't want, I'll go to sex parties, but just putting stuff out there. Um, I never wanted to do specifically because I feel like I don't want people to listen to the show because of anything other than they like the content. Mm. And I feel like 
you know, regardless of why you listen, some, some people listen because they get, of course they like the content, they get the ideas, they love it. And then other, some people just listen because they like that. Oddly enough, they like the sound of my voice and, or they have a vision of me looking a certain way in their head. And I spoil that, you know, it's just like, Hey, I, I'm whoever you want me to be. It's kind of true. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, some people put a lot of fantasy expectation on, on, on especially people in the sexual realm too. And if you go out there and blow a fantasy, like you've lost some listeners, <laughs> it's just, it's just the way it goes. That's right. And so I just, you know, really, I guess I'm also proud of the fact that, you know, I, the, the, the model, right. Is and that I'm actually really against quite frankly, it, you know, like all the social media, like, Oh, Hey, look at me. Here's me having my lunch, you know, all yeah. these, you know, influencers, I don't want them to be influenced by a visual. I want them to be influenced by the stories and what I'm saying. And if it resonates with you and it gets you excited and motivates you, that's what I want you to gravitate towards not because you think you know you like the way I look gotcha makes sense interesting yeah it's, it's almost like putting through a sensory filter what so that they can focus on the focal point you want right yeah I just it's about the content it's about the actual content not you know not, not so much the host interesting well for mine I'm like I'm the host I want the attention like <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit my podcast is different <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm perfectly, it's funny. I mean, I am perfectly happy with this setup that I have that I get to, you know, talk to hundreds of thousands of people every month. They listen to me, they love my show and, but they don't know what I look like. And, and I get to live a nice, you know, I, everything's separated, you know, like I don't have to worry about the two worlds mixing really. It's nice. You know, I'm not going to lie. If I could go back and redo it, I wouldn't because I'm out there. But I've got to say, there's a downside to being recognizable in public, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, uh, some of us just want to like mosey on with our fucking day and no makeup, on, you know, and be left alone. And so it's yeah. kind of one of those things where you've kind of, you've prevent, you've almost built that as a protective barrier where I, I'm realizing that I do not. And I'm like, okay, that's so far so good. Right. But I have been recognized in public a few times. Um, luckily for people who who like me, <laughs> right? right? So far yeah. so good. But you know that that tide could turn. You know, so I'm just at this point so far so good. But you're right to to feel protected behind a level of anonymity, uh, so that yes. you can turn off this and go and live your life, and no one knows that there's crossover. You know? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so tell me, you had a very interesting adventure coming back from a hiatus. And you came back, you said within 10 days, which is pretty, pretty fantastic. But tell me your journey, because you've kind of ebbed and flowed in a few different things. And, you know, what were the highlights and what were the peaks and valleys kind of thing? It's, it's obviously it's real life, right? So you're everything that can go wrong, could go wrong, does go wrong with dating and relationships and all that, you know, I mean, I've had like these amazing loves and these amazing heartbreaks and amazing phenomenal sex. And then also some dipshits along the way too. I mean, you know, you can't, you cannot avoid it, you know? So it's just, but I've, I just embrace it. I mean, you know, to me, it's all, it's all interesting and fun. And um, I wouldn't trade really, you know, any, like any ding dongs, you know, that I've crossed paths with. Um, for, you know, to go and kick them out because everything's, everything's built on, on itself and gotten me to where I am today. 
It's true. And in all fairness, when I dip my toe into your world, I'm dipping into the later episodes, right? So for the most part, that's what I, that's what I know about you. Um, and so I saw one where you, you, you talked about, I don't know what you called it, but it was basically having sex with two people in the same day. The first time you did that. And it was a, it was a couple. Double booking. Yeah. So you basically were like with the, with the guy and then, and then you swapped him for the girlfriend or whatever. And like, you had your own experiences with both. And like, it was a really fascinating way to 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 have a sexual experience that is a little out of the box right like for me it makes sense I'm a swinger but for for vanilla world which is kind of mainstream society where they don't put sex out in the open and everything that's that's innovative and you're not would you you're not a swinger right you wouldn't say you're a swinger uh no um I mean I I I've toe dipped you know I've toe dipped into it um I met this couple we're kind of like but you know I think when you were on my show I hadn't had a threesome yet now I have. Wow. Okay. Holy. I think, we were, I think we were talking about that. Yeah. That this was, I mean, I just recently crossed that off the list. That's been like hanging over my head since day one. Wow. And I remember I was telling you, like, I couldn't ever find this, the right couple where I just felt that everything kind of worked. And, um, he was just over this morning and we were, making little videos and teasing, teasing. I call them Jack and Jill. And we were teasing Jill. Jill loves to be teased and she get, you know, gets off on him having sex with me. And then, you know, we'll all get together and have sex. And then, you know, I see her and then separately and I'll see him separately. They both want a relationship with me separate and together. So it's, it's really been fun. I mean, I found like, I feel like after waiting this long, like I found the right couple to dive into that threesome thing with, and they, you know, it's, we have it ongoing. They want it ongoing and it's very fun. Yeah. I'm I'm like, I have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. (laughs) And think about what happens when you start to color outside the fucking lines. Think about the, the landscape the what is it the blank canvas as you will of opportunity of options when you just stop listening to the boxes of you know what you're supposed to do how many people and you know what I have to say it is so much it's so different when you have when it's more than two people in a sex act it's just you already know that but it for me I'm just like I'm light bulb moments like it's all right it's all new to me this part of it and it's just so interesting how there's so much going on it's it oh my god it's just amplifies it so much and you know I can be he's fucking me she's watching or I'm telling her to sit in the corner like and, and he's behind me fucking me. And I'm growling in her ear about how good his dick feels. And don't you love watching your fiance fuck me? And it just, it's so much fun. And then, then I say, okay, you know, she can join us on the bed. Then we just kind of devour her and, you know, and then, then I'll watch them fuck. And, you know, while I'm masturbating, I mean, it's just like, oh, it's this energy just constantly going and going. It's really cool. I love it. It is cool. And it goes to show if, if because you're new to the three person dynamic, wait till you see four, wait till you see five, wait till you uh, see oh, seven. Yeah. When you are, for me personally, when they're friends, because I recently had a seven person orgy, I was pretty fucking big for a demisexual. Whoa. 
I had a hotel party. Um, I threw a swinger hotel party. I actually put the video of the vlog on YouTube and a story time about it so that people can actually follow along and everything. But uh, at one point, all seven people were connected at one point. I was sucking someone's D who was eating someone else out, who was sucking someone else's D. Like it was a twister game of, of, of oral sex. And it was not, you know, it was for me, it was wonderful because I knew everybody. If, right. if anybody in that room wasn't a friendly, you know, fr- a good touch, for lack of a better word, I wouldn't have been so comfortable. But I really, yeah. you know, handpicked the, the guest list. And so it was fantastic. But my goodness, three is great. But honey, the, the numbers keep going. I know. What was when you said to guys, you're forgiven? Because the first time I'd ever even like touched someone else's pussy. And I, I, I don't know where her clit is. <laughs> see, see, I'm telling you, it's not as straightforward as we think it is. <laughs> okay. No, nope. I mean, I'm with you. I'm like, guys, I know. I thought some of you were like blind as fuck, but I'm telling you, I forgive you. <laughs> I feel your pain. I now understand what your like what the deal is, because it's not easy. How humbling uh, for us women. <laughs> you know? Just, I mean, I mean, like, even when I'm like touching her on the outside, I'm like, what am I, what am I touching? And does this even feel good? Like, is this the right pressure? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And that's why a yeah. lot of women are really scared to experiment with women because they are afraid they're going to be terrible at it. And I, I've gotten that, that feedback from people. And, and the truth is, yeah, you probably will be, but if you can giggle about it with a girl and be like, oh my God, is this feel good? Like you are so going to get better at it. It's fine. Everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. Um, people are just yeah. terrified that they're going to have the kind of experience that me and you have, but maybe won't laugh it off. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I will say the biggest revelation though, are boobs. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea how much I would love boobs. I have them. Never thought they were, I mean, I'm like, never got that, never got it. Now I don't, now I know why men go crazy over boobs. Like I, Jill's boobs, I just love Jill's boobs. And I'm like, they've imprinted on me, you know, like, and it's comforting, like to suck her boobs on her nipples and play. I'm like, I feel so comforted right now. Like, and you never get that from a guy, you know? And I'm like, what is this going on? I understand why men are just like, oh, they love boobs. I'm like, I love boobs too. They're great. They're just great. And it sounds like you, you were just like me late in life. Um, lifestyle change kind of led into exploring with women, maybe even accidentally, but you're, you're, you're learning late in life that you like women, right? Yep. Late in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't consider myself bisexual per se, like, but I, I'm just at the, you know, I'm just beginning. Right. And so I just totally enjoy her and you know, what we're doing, you know, it's really, it's new and it's fun and yeah, I love it. And, and I'm just so comfortable with both of them. So it really kind of, I feel like that was my couple. I don't know why, you know, I just feel like that was my couple, you know, I was waiting, I was waiting for them. That's why I couldn't really settle on anyone else. Cause I was meant to have this first experience with them. And I'm so glad it's, I'm so glad. Yeah. I picked the, I picked good ones. That's so great. So now you've got a real taste of untraditional dynamics and you're enjoying it. So what does that mean for you now? I know that, that opens 10 other doors, right? So as we've said, so 
Well, no. I don't know where that where that goes, but keep your mind open about swinging. I mean, I'm telling you, it's fun to have a party where people like to do do and swap your partner round and round. I don't know the yeah. thought, but like, you know, it's it's just recreational fun. But like when it's friends, like for example, just last night, my friend let her my other friend sit on her boyfriend's face because she wanted to to have that fantasy fulfilled. He like wants to be on the bottom of that. And she's like, have at it. Right. And so they did. Yeah. It was fantastic. And then we did, a, our, you know, my own video and podcast about it today. But it's just our lifestyle of sharing. Right. Sharing of, of, is is just more normal and natural in the lifestyle I'm in for sure. And so when you find someone, you're like, hey, these are nice titties. You know, why don't you feel these titties? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the lifestyle I'm in. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting how we diverge a little bit, but still there's some overlap. And have you been to a sex club yet? Uh, not since you and I spoke, I had, you know, I have been previously to, to a se- yeah, a sex club yeah. and, and I'm definitely going to go again. And I think I'm going to do, like you said, I'm just going to go by myself. I, now, after talking to you, I feel comfortable hmm. just going by myself. I mean, I'd love to go with someone too, but I'm also like, I want that experience of just going by myself. Yeah. And I've got to say that is my biggest, I think, mission on earth is to make singles feel empowered as singles because it is a waste to bring someone to cloak your your insecurity and, and, and comfort when they're having a miserable time in the corner if they even show up like it's just one of those things where you need to shed all resistance you need yeah. to go in the direction of your own fucking sexual freedom and just see what lies beyond because when you just if you can't do that if you can't if you can't take that step and do that one thing for yourself are you ever going to live are you ever going to live for yourself so yeah. it's one of those things where you have to do it now or now, now or later, you know, might as well do it now so that you can get the, don't waste the pretty, you know what I'm saying? Don't That's waste the I pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, my friend R, I'm like, while we're still fuckable, let's get some things knocked out, you know? <laughs> you know like, right. I mean, this, 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 this isn't going to last forever. You got to get out there. And <laughs> exactly. You know, put it out there. That's fantastic. So I want to talk about the chocolate experiment story because it actually sparked an idea for me of my own sex life. But you had said that in one of your episodes, there was a, a hook of a guy that put you dark chocolate or something in your mouth while you were while he was eating you out. Can you talk about that? Oh yeah. So that was um, that was Jack, and he came over. Um, he comes over. He likes to come over during the week, and you know, and we, we both have you know are able to I work at home and so he comes over you know and, and he brought over chocolate he's like oh you know Jill really likes me to feed her chocolate while I'm going down on her and I was like oh all right let's try that you know and so I was like I'm like what this is fantastic um and that now I'm like I can see why you see those pictures of people drinking wine while they're getting their you know ladies while they're getting their pussies eaten I'm like this is the way to go this is really the way to go. And then, but what ended up happening was I think I only got like one square and then we switched and ended up doing something else. And by the time I found the chocolate, he had rolled over on it and heated it up and oh, <laughs> it was no. all over the bed, but that's oh, okay. No. That's yeah. Faulty plan, faulty plan. <laughs> it was my, I mean, I just sort of, I mean, you know, I lost track of it and then we just got, you know, position change here and there. And by the time I found it, it was warm. we can have such a thing as food gasms Uh, you know I have this this gig on my on my YouTube channel where I go out and party with my friends and then we have dirty burgers at the end of the night 
Now yeah. I don't eat before I go to the club because I, I manage my, my digestive issues by emptying workflows. Right? So I'm like, okay, there's no challenges. Yeah. There's nothing coming. I can have a good night. And then I eat at the end of the night. Yeah. I eat that fucking burger. I'm so fucking hungry. Okay. So I look in the camera on YouTube and I eat that fucking burger. Like I have not eaten in like a day. And so you can see the joy, the, you know, the whatever. And so if you could introduce that food gasm, that food feeling with sex, that's like a dopamine, like double, double. Right. So I want to try it. So I told one of my sex partners that I want a piece of brie cheese put in my mouth because that is peak of sex, a, a, a foodgasm for me is brie cheese. Oh, I love brie. Oh my God. Like I have a cheese addiction and brie is right at the top. Oh my gosh. Brie, brie is the best. <laughs> I specifically said I want like right, right when I'm getting that moany good feeling, I'm like, I want to yeah. suck on a piece of cheese. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Curvy girl fantasies. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, these it's fun to think outside the box, especially when, you know, you you just like you said, you fuck the, you knock things off your bucket list. I've knocked things off my bucket list. I'm trying to continuously add new things. And so it's yeah. like, hey, that's something new I'm going to try, you know? It's, I know it's, but, but it's interesting. Like I was saying, like, there's never a shortage. It's not like I ever go after I scratch things off. Like usually when you scratch something off, you discovered other things too, you know, like, Oh, I could try this or I should try that. It it leads to other things. Um, I, from, you know, as an example, like in the very beginning, I said, I wanted to kind of like dominate a guy or, you know, I wanted to try, you know, tease and denial and a little bit of cuckolding and things like that. And I had somebody in the very beginning who wanted to do all that, but I actually, he introduced me to it. I didn't know what the fuck it was. Mm. He's like, you know, this is what I'm into. This is what I like. And I really liked him. And, and so I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I could do that. I know all about that. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, like online Googling, like, what is he fucking talking, cuckolding? Like, what is that? You know? And so, you know, I, I did, so I did a little bit of it with him, but he was like, when we started doing it and I would be going out on dates and telling him, then he would go through this, you know, the, the cuck angst, he'd go through his whole cycle. And I just wasn't prepared for what that meant. And really, I didn't understand it. And he would go, you know, he'd be high and then he'd just go down, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, I fucked him up. You know, that's what I was thinking. Like, I, I have hurt this guy. I've broken him. Like, yeah. what did I do? You know, I'm feeling bad. And then, and then, and then he's like, oh, no, back up, you know, because that's the whole cycle for him. It's like, you know, okay, you're out. I know you're fucking someone now. I'm like, oh my God, is he, you know, he'd go through this whole mental thing and then, and then, you know, and then circle back and everything was fine. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? So I kind of left that behind, but I always still had that in me, like, because I do like it. I do like to be bossy and domineering over someone, even though really I prefer to be submissive. I I still have that side that needs that. that. So I just found someone and I've been doing that with him, you know, and he likes to wear his cock cage and he wants me to tease him and not get, let him have any orgasms. And I just fucking love it. Like it's the, the power in it is so intoxicating. It's like, here's this gorgeous man who 
isn't going to do, you know, won't have an orgasm until I say he can, until I give him one. And it's just like, fuck, I love that too. I haven't dealt in this. So this is new for me. I'm going to have to, to look at, look, you know, keep my, my open mind available. I haven't done, I've seen cock cages, but I don't understand them. Like, I'm just like, I didn't understand a collar and leash. And then, you know, fast forward to fucking five days ago and I'm have one around my neck getting fucked. I'm like, okay, it happens. You know, people grow, people evolve. So it's just one of those things where I'm still kind of on the cusp of like not understanding certain kinks like that. But I'm like, yeah. for example, a guy tried to edge me the other day by like getting me really excited and then pulling back. And I was like, uh, have we met? I don't know if you're going to, you know, that's not going to go well with me. <laughs> I know. Well, that's so funny. I was just telling, so I was just telling, uh, what's his nickname? I forget. Like, I, cause I just, oh, um, Nico, I could call him Nico. I was just telling Nico that same thing. I'm like, you know, I have, when I was in a dominant submissive dynamic, my dominant would a couple of times, he would do that to me. And I, I was just saying, you know, you just, it's a love hate thing because yeah, when you finally do come, it's very intense. However, women, we don't like our orgasms fucked with. Don't fuck with our orgasms. Like, you know, like we just want to have them. Like what, what are you fucking saving fucking water? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. You know? I, know. Like, I don't know where saving water came from, but it's one of those things where we can have multiple orgasms. We can, you can make us have three in a night or four in a night if you or more so to to edge and edge and edge for what you didn't ask i didn't want one big fucking potato i wanted french fries you know i wanted you know yeah yeah where i i i'm glad that my the dom that i have right now we communicate really well because i'm a dom also but i must have with other people right so we i switch fully um and so with him i'm very quick to be like yeah not a fan of the edging I know I'm not either. I mean, to have it done to me, honestly, I'll, I can, I can have it done every once in a blue moon, but I don't want that to be like part of our normal play. But with, so, but when I'm in the other role, God, it's so much fun. I mean, I just, I can't believe how much I love it. I love the groans and the begging and the squirming, you know, him just like dying. I love knowing that he's suffering a little bit because the noises he makes, you know, when he's like, when I, when he's close, he knows he's not supposed to come and he knows he's getting close and he's just like, Oh, and his whole body is flexing and uh, his stomach and everything. And I just like, Oh, I get off on it. I just love it so much. Wow. Well, that's fantastic. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun exploring different dynamics, different types of sex, different kinky sides. Um, oh, I go all over. I go all over. Kink, super kinky. Uh, you know, just like, you know, like I said, being the, I consider myself submissive, but I do have that switch side and I'm right now, like, I'm just enjoying that, exploring that. And also with Jill, like I can't be dominant to another female or I'm sorry, submissive to another female, uh, only, only to men, but, but I have, I love, you know, I love sort of that cucking type, you know, dynamic with her where it's like, yes, I you know, I'm fucking your fiance and, and, you know, and he loves my pussy, you know, and it's like all that stuff. And like, you sit in the corner and watch us, you know, and it's just very fun. 
It's fun. I even yeah. said the words like this, this is, I said the following words last night to the guys, my dominant's wife. Like, do you like watching your husband fuck my face? While he was like, yeah. And I was just like, cause it was so natural to me. She came to watch for a few minutes, but I was like, yeah, like, I, I, you know, it's, I'm not going to lie. I never thought I'd have sex in front of people, but turns out yeah. a lot of things you didn't plan to do. <laughs> yeah. Turns out you love it. I turned out very natural eventually. Yeah. Um, so I know we're probably at time here, so I want to make sure you definitely plug all of your socials and your podcasts and everything, but is there, you have a similar journey to me. You have a different story. Obviously you're also located in the States, right? I think. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm in Florida. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. So yeah. So why don't you let the viewers know what they can expect or listeners know what they can expect on your journey because they know what to expect on mine. So, and then uh, feel free to plug any of your socials. Yeah, well, I'm just continuing to knock things off my bucket list. Uh, you know, I'm I'm actively in my thruple right now. I have this new, you know, submissive. Uh, I always have lots. I I am friends with just about everybody. You know, I always have partners lingering around. You know, like just I love to have fun. I'm you know ethically non-monogamous, and so that's going to continue. Um, I, the easiest way to find me, I just tell people, go to my website. You know how all my handles are different. You know, if you want to, if you want to catch up with me on social media, just go to my website. It's the curious And from there you can go, you can link to all my socials. Uh, I love people to leave me voicemails. You can leave me a voicemail. There's a pink tab on the right-hand side of every page on my website that you can just leave me a, a voicemail up to five minutes, whatever you want to talk about, uh, or, you, or any, something you heard me say, uh, I get back to everybody personally. So I do enjoy getting, yeah, I, it takes me a while, but I do enjoy getting to know, uh, my listeners, you know, because they know a lot about me and I don't know anything about them, but it's been, it's really fun to get that feedback and learn about their lives and what they're doing. And so, you know, I form a lot of really cool friendships with people that way. So cool. And they can always get your podcast on, on most podcast streaming apps, right? I know you're on. Yep. It just, it's everywhere. Just wherever you get your podcast, the Curious Girl Diaries. And, uh, and I yeah. even went and uh, looked in the rankings because I, and charts, like the sexuality chart yesterday. And you were in there and I, I'm so proud of you because like, I see some of my friends in there and I'm like, one day I'll get up there. But for now, you know, you could even just search that way if you ever wanted to see what else is out there. So I think you've got a fantastic podcast. You've got fantastic stories to tell and ways of storytelling that are, are different and, and, and wonderful. And I hope everybody checks it out. And uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I also did an interview on the Curious Girl Diaries for her podcast. I'll be putting uh, a link to that as well in the comments or description so that you can check out Circle Back and see the beginning as well. So thank you so much. It was so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Awesome.